Hey girl, it's Krista with the Flourish and Free podcast. And today we are going to dive into the topic of including Christ in your business. So whether you've been walking or running your business for any amount of time, I'm sure before you started this venture, you prayed to God, you asked him for wisdom and guidance, and you asked for him to open doors. And as he gave you permission to move forward, you stepped into doing all the business things. But how does your business look like since then? Have you continued to build this relationship for a purposeful partnership with Christ? What does your everyday look like? How do you include him in all the choices that you have to make and the work that you have to do? Today, we're going to talk about this very subject in ways, practical ways that you can begin to check in and clock in daily with your creator and have a purposeful partnership with the Lord so that your business can be led and directed by him. If you're ready to have this conversation, let's dive in. Okay, so here's why I'm bringing this conversation up today. And it's because a lot of times when I ask women, have you invited the Lord into your business? Have you prayed over your business? Have you fasted for it? Many times they say, no, I didn't ever feel like I could. I feel like I come to God with so many things or he's already saved me. He's done enough. I'm already so blessed in other things in my life. I don't feel like I could ask him for another thing. I don't feel like this is something I could lay before him. And I think that's one of the biggest lies of the enemy because our money, our way we handle our finances, the way we steward our gifts, our time, our service, um, and all of those things, that is who we are because we are tied in our character and our integrity to Christ. And we get to shine the light of Christ. We shall let our light shine so that those who see us and see our good works can praise our Father in heaven. And so as we walk out our calling and our service and the things that we are gifted and able to do to earn an income for our home as we help other people and connect them with that valuable tool and resource, we rob God of the glory by not allowing him to be a part of it. Now, Satan knows this. He knows this because this is when our faith is put into practice. It's when we get to walk out who God made us and we get to shine the light into the world. So he is going to make us think that we can't bring our business before him. He's going to make us think, I can't ask God for this. I can't give him a number amount that our home needs and ask him to meet that. I can't bring this request or this concern or my confusion about what direction to take with my business in front of him because I've already came to him with this crisis or that crisis or, you know, saved my prayers or whatever. Like there's a block. Satan is literally putting a block and a lie in front of you to keep you from separating your business from God as though he doesn't know what you're doing, as though he didn't give you the ability to create it, as though he didn't know that you were designed and called into this purpose and he's going to use you through that to shine his light and minister to others even without saying a word sometimes just by your behaviors. And so that is an area in our mind that we have to allow the Lord into and to defy Satan in and kick him out. What if the very gifts God gave you are the gifts he's intended for you to use, not just to serve the kingdom, but to bless your home and family through your business? Now, here's the thing. We are told to steward God well. We are told that all that he has given us, this knowledge, this wealth of information, the truth of his word, the the recognition of his second coming and the revelation of his salvation, of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, all of those things, those are given to us to steward. Those are given to us to take into the world, to share, to make disciples, to preach, and also to walk out the fruits of the spirit. How do we walk out those fruits of the spirit? 
Each and every day, we are put in situations where we are tested, where we are challenged, because through refining, we actually go through a process of getting rid of the old and replacing it with new and seeing the gold that lies within, right? It shines. It allows those things to prosper. It allows the yuck to fade away. So we get into these situations and sometimes we're we're put in those situations through our business. We're allowed to use our God-given talents and the knowledge he's given us so that we can make disciples of other people. But in our business, we might not be a faith-based business like a church or a ministry or something like that. Does that mean that God doesn't get invited in there? Does it mean that we don't either talk about God or, or live in a way that glorifies him? Not at all. Because see, the scripture that says that they will know us by our fruits, right? And the scripture that says that people will see our good works and they'll know God through us is alive and true in the work that we do. It's alive and true in the way that we live. So whether or not you preach Jesus when you go out and you sell your product or service, it doesn't matter because your character is going to show Jesus. Your stewardship, the way that you honor your every day, the way you map out your day and plan, the way that you serve other people, the way that you're fair, the way that you let your yes be yes and your no be no, the way that you rightly divide truth, that you look at a scenario and you use good judgment, that you go to the word for fair business practice and you weigh the scales and you do things the way you're supposed to, the way that you don't cheat people, the way that you honor the, um, the Lord with your finances, the way that you tithe, the way that you give, the way that you disperse your money in your home, how you don't hoard it all up for yourself. Everything he gives us, it's to be used to give, right? And so not just that we can't use it for our everyday, our needs, our pleasures even, but that we don't just hoard it for us, right? So it's all those things. It's walking with integrity. It's having a name that is worth something. It's being recognized for the woman who stands for truth. These are all things that he has instilled within you that your business allows you to be challenged in and allows you to be stretched in and allows you to shine in for other people. And I cannot tell you how often my business has put me in touch with various kinds of people that I would have never met otherwise had that not been my platform to connect me to them. So your minute, your business is actually your ministry. You just don't realize it all the time because you're doing business practice. You're selling a service and you look at it like, oh, okay, buying and selling. There's a line there. We can't, we can't cross that line to God. This money line, this buying and selling, it's different. It's not religious. Yes, it is. It's a faith walk because you could be tempted to use your money in an unwise way. You could be tempted to give into your flesh or not serve a customer well. You could be tempted for numerous things the way you run your business, to cheat different things, to whatever it looks like. Um, and you could go a different way, but instead you look at who God made you and you walk uprightly. You have fair practice. And listen, God didn't mention the, the word money or income and talk about those things as much as he did through scripture for us to ignore it. He talked about it so that we didn't have a root of evil in our heart and a sin of money, that we didn't idolize it, that didn't become something we chased, that it didn't become something that was a love and a lust after. It's a currency. It's a necessary currency. We, we have this mindset, this money mindset possibly, and I'm not sure where yours came from, but somewhere along the line, we had this money mindset that money is bad, that we shouldn't desire it. Listen, sister, if you're looking to desire money to, to be able to do different things with your family or in your home or to meet needs that you have, or even just to take a vacation, 
there's nothing wrong with that. That's not being greedy. That's not being wrong to ask God for it. See, he knows the desires of your heart. And when you can invite him in and you ask him for that and you use your gifts to help others and, and also achieve that, you're not cheating people. You're not squandering. You're not misusing your gifts. Okay. You're using and working and then you're getting paid what the laborers do. And he wants to be invited into that process because he wants the glory. He wants you to be able to say, thank you, Lord. You saw these desires of my heart. You saw the things I wanted to do for my home and family and you blessed it. Look what you did, Lord. You magnified my request. You came through in this way and that way. You brought me this customer and that customer and this deal and that experience. And, and, look at it. And then he gets to get praised for it. And you get to realize how deep the father's love is that he would see those heartfelt needs and care enough to meet them. And that's a relationship experience that we are not taking advantage of as believers. And I want to encourage you today to reframe your mind. There's nothing wrong with that. And there is nothing wrong with having a Christ centered approach to your business. Money is a form of currency and God knows that we're going to need it. And he knows the specific needs of each of our homes. He knows that our needs shift. He knows that income needs change. He knows that sometimes we're in a season of abundance and sometimes we're in a season of lack. And so he wants to be there through all of that and have you rely on him through it all. He doesn't want you to trust in riches. He doesn't want you to trust in your income or even in your ability to earn the riches. He wants you to trust in him. He wants you to go to him and know that he is the provider of all things. And yes, it is through your business. And yes, it could be through other things and other forms of earning income, but he wants you to look to him as the source. And I think that's the problem is that we look to our ability. We look to our business as the source. We look to our job. We look to our fill in the blank, but that's not the source. That's the delivery method God uses, but the source is God. Your gifts might produce the, the, the talent that goes out and attracts people to work with you, but that gift was given to you from God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. So let's reframe our mind and refocus and remember that money is a good thing. It's a tool in the hands of God's people to further the kingdom and to be able to give our home what it needs and also to have an abundant life. It doesn't mean we need to go out and have all the yachts in the world and shop at all the most fanciest stores and just splurge and spend and waste away. But it also doesn't mean we store up and hoard. It means that we just use it well, use it well. And when you can bless someone else and give to someone else, be generous. Don't hoard it away. See, that's where the love of money comes. And that's where scarcity mindset comes is because we think that God won't continue to be that source. We think the money could run out. But our, our God is a giver of good things and money doesn't run out with him. Money is dispersed through the world. We go through different seasons based on how we care for it, based on the economy. But the Lord knows our needs. And he doesn't let the righteous go hungry, right? He will care for you. If he cares for the sparrow, how much more will he care for you? So I want you to remember the source. Put your eyes and focus back to the source. Don't just trust in the things that you think you have to do every day. Listen, I want to talk about that because I had this experience today with my own self and I'm going to share my frustrations with you because that is actually what led to this whole topic getting brought up. So here's the thing. If I trust in what I can do every single day, I'm going to fall short because there's going to be days where it doesn't go according to plan, where things just don't work out. I'm going to tell you my scenario today. Okay. 
I woke up and I overslept because last night I stayed up late. I was trying to work on a project. My son had a fever. He was sick all day. Um, he had the shakes, all the things. My daughter, she needed extra help with stuff. It was just a long day. All right. And I told the Lord when he called me back into my home and out of hustle culture that I wanted my home, my family, and those needs, anything here was to be met first. I teach in my narrow your niece course, like your, the, unless he builds a course, I need to call it that because really, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And so in that course, the Lord taught me how to um, build this firm foundation on him and to reframe my thoughts and actually have a transformative experience and then help you to have that transformative experience and in inviting him in and building this foundation on him. And he showed me that there's this cup that you fill and you have your non-negotiables that have to go in there first. And you put those really big rocks in. If you've ever seen this scenario played out, you put the big rocks in and then you fill the rest with your sand and that's how it all fits. If you do it opposite, it just doesn't work, right? So my non-negotiable was my family and my home. And I told the Lord, I want to make sure that I'm honoring my walk with God first and my family and home second, okay? And so, but for me, that was my choice. That's what my everyday looks like. And if something comes up, I need to yield to the Holy Spirit and I need to be there and minister in my home and still value my commitments, still value what I have to get done. But sometimes they just can't all get done, right? You can't do everything. So this is why I created a system of automation and I teach women how to automate so that you don't have to be there. Well, today I was mad. I got so in my flesh. I was so frustrated because I just spent yesterday doing things for the kids and and tending to needs and taking my daughter to a doctor's appointment and our whole homeschool thing got ruined and we're behind on our work and all the things, right? And today I thought, oh, we have horseback riding lessons at one. I need to check in with my daughter. I need to see what she's doing for her school, how it's all going. And I need to make sure we're on track and that we can leave on time. And then that my son is well enough that I can leave him, you know, when we're gone for this lesson. So I'm doing all the things and I sit with her and she is so stuck on putting together a presentation that she has to do. She didn't know how to organize the facts properly. She didn't know how to research and like skim through and just take the best and just jot these bullet points down. She didn't know how to break up the information into 10 different slides. And I, so it's a lot of like planning and things like these are life skills, right? And I thought, gosh, I'm frustrated that this seems so simple to me, but she can't do it. And I thought, if I don't teach her this life skill, how will she know? How can I be mad at somebody who doesn't know something or hasn't done it before and they just expect them to? I need to sit with her. I need to spend this time and teach her because once I teach her, she will have the ability to create and present and research information that she would not have had otherwise. So I sat. I took the morning. I didn't get to take my shower. I didn't get to exercise. I sat down with her. We did our Bible studies together first and put the Lord first and we dove into this project. And before we know it, it was like almost noon and I had to get in the shower and so did she. So we both get up, we get ready. And before we know it, we're out the door. We go to this um, lesson. Afterwards, we're starving. We had to stop and grab some food and go to the grocery store too. By the time we got home, it was nearly dinner time. My husband was home with my son. My son's still sick and the day's gone. But my daughter had fallen behind with her schoolwork, not just the past couple days. I'm telling you, like, if you don't stay on your kids, they don't always do what they're supposed to do. So here I was recognizing that, oh my gosh, I had let these things slip because I had trusted her in, you know, rightly so, like to try to trust, but I needed to stay more on top of things. And I was frustrated that things were not where they needed to be. And so I committed to sit with her and help her work through some stuff she was stuck on. She was frustrated with math and 
for hours we sat at the dinner table. So we started the day at the dinner, at the dinner table doing homeschool for hours, hours and hours, and then showered, went to lesson, ran an errand we had to, came home and sat for hours and hours. And it wasn't fun. I got absolutely no work done today. And I sat there thinking, why is it like this? Why do I not get any time to myself? I'm a mom, but I'm also a business owner and I should be able to do both. And I just got so convicted. I was like, oh, Krista, remember what you told the Lord? You got to live it out. And you invited God into your business and you don't have to rely just on what you do. Is God not able to do much with your little? And is he not able to honor you? And as a believer, once you prioritize your non-negotiables and you stick to them, you're going to have this battle of the flesh. It's going to pinch and sting and burn. And you're going to be like, ah, did I really say I was going to do that? <laughs> Lord, I didn't really, oh, is this what this looks like? I didn't know it was going to be like this, you know, like multiple days in a row, like maybe once in a while, but no, no. When you commit, then the enemy's going to come in and he's going to be like, oh yeah, Krista, you said you're going to do this. Look at this. I'm gonna, not only going to put it in front of you today, I'm going to put it in front of you the next day too. Who knows? It might happen for a few more days. You might get real frustrated and fill in the blank with all the other attacks he's going to do. Because of course, if you're doing work for God, for the kingdom, for your home, for his ministry, to serve other people, Satan wants to come and trip you up. He wants to take you off your A game. He wants to make you angry and resentful of not being able to do what you want to do. And God can do more with your little than you can do with your much. And that's where the source and provision comes and the mindset shift comes. Not that we don't give to our business what our businesses do, but sometimes you may have to grow a little bit slower or have your business set up in automation in a way that it's programmed to work for you when you can't be there. And that's what exiting hospital culture, lo- culture looks like. It's a step of faith, but it's also action steps to take you to get you to that place. It's just concentrated mindset um, shifts that you take where the action you do each day builds upon the next to leverage your freedom. And experiencing this and remembering this and going back to that core, I was like, Lord, I know. I know. I got to trust you. You are my provider. You know what our family's needs are. You know what my customers' needs are. You know what, how I serve. You know all these things and all these needs. And you see, I am putting your work first, Lord. So magnify that. And it causes you to reconnect with your creator, to clock in with your creator, to submit this to him, to yield to him and trust him. You have to show up and do the work. And you especially have to show up when you don't feel like it on certain days. But if life gets in the way, you have to yield to his Holy Spirit and really work at the heart things. If I didn't sit and work at the heart things with my daughter tonight, she would be stuck and frustrated and not be able to move forward. Those things are important. Tending to those needs are important. And remembering your promise to the Lord and your commitment and honoring them in all areas of life is important too. But you're going to have days like I did today. And I feel like, oh, am I meant to be in business? Am I meant to do this? Is this where God's calling me right now? Or am I just supposed to stop and quit and say, you know what? It's not the season for me. I need to just be in my home. I, apparently everything's going to stop me. It's always going to get in the way, right? Our thoughts, our frustrations, they magnify. They're going to magnify because we have this tug and pull relationship with these feelings. But recognizing that God is the giver of good gifts. God gave you this business, but he also gave you your family. And that comes first, right? And keeping them in alignment, he will honor that. You don't need to talk yourself out of it or think that. And obviously, granted, you may have a season where he pulls you back. I did this past year. I had a season where he pulled me out of hustle culture and into my home and recentered me. But 
he, I, I had utilized my gifts in a way that my business maintained itself when I couldn't be there, right? So that's why I like to teach women like how to do that. So if you are in a season where you're called out, you can still have this income coming in. You don't have to lose it all. And then we can just trust like God knows our needs. He knows our needs. And I had to remind myself of that tonight. So I really wanted to share this like frustration I experienced today. So you could see like, yes, maybe you don't have the exact same scenario, but maybe something like this has happened to you and you've gotten mad at God or frustrated or thinking, oh gosh, now this means that tomorrow I have to show up and work triple time because I have to, you know, do all the things I couldn't do the past two days. You know what, sister, if that's going to burn you out and you're going to be upset and frustrated and like, Everything else is going to get sacrificed for it. No, it's not worth it. You don't need to work triple. You need to trust God triple for those needs, okay? Not to say that you don't have to maybe make up some time. Not to say maybe you don't shift around your day because you have to get caught up on some stuff. That has to happen. I'm not saying don't work hard. But I'm saying don't burn yourself out in the sense of thinking it's all on you. You're going to have to get to a point where you submit it to the Lord and trust him. Make it all about him. That mindset shift is going to change everything. So how do you know if you're where you're supposed to be? I mean, back in January when the new year started, I remember that I sat down and I thought, you know what? I invested so much time in praying and fasting over whether or not we should move to South Carolina or wherever God would have us, if we shouldn't even move at all. I spent so much time including God in the preparation, including him in all the worries, the thoughts, the plans, the how-tos, the simplifying, like reshifting and recentering my home. There was so much that God was infused into through prayer and fasting that he delivered on in insanely incredible ways. And if you've never heard my story on like prayer and fasting to make it super short, I thought that prayer and fasting was like a lifeline telephone call to the Lord. And that when I was in that, those moments of it, that he was going to give me this direct answer and everything was going to be amazing and great, right? Like you go to him with your need and he like pours all these riches and blessings. And it's like this instant thing. Cause that's your phone call that you got like your lifeline, you know? And, um, it wasn't like that. God was silent for a while and I kept going to him and I kept praying and I kept fasting. And then I remember like about a year later of off and on doing this, I sat before the Lord and just surrendered fully in worship and he opened the floodgates of heaven. Then it was this whole you know lesson he was teaching me that it's just not one thing and that he was working. And when we actually did get the okay from the Lord to move when we came here, it was about a year and a half after that whole process started. And when I tell you, he answered those prayers above, you know, abundantly more than I could have ever asked or think. And he was prepare, he was preparing the whole way before we got here. I mean, literally timelines lined up with the people selling the house a year and a half as they were prepped it for us. Like they did not know, but they were praying too at the same time for specific things that we were for them. So like the Lord had worked in mighty ways, but I didn't see it then, right? Okay. So I remembered that and God gives us these experiences and these little pieces. So we remember and we know if it happened once it can happen again and he is good and he is faithful and he is, he will never leave or forsake us. And so we can go to him over all the things, including our business. There's no line in the sand where he is kept out. He wants in on that and he wants to partner with you. So don't leave him out. Actually get clarity. Do you know what clarity does through prayer and fasting and seeking Christ and partnering with him? What it does is it gives you such a firm foundation that when the shaky winds come and the rains come and the floods 
dries up. You have this solid rock and you can stand strong. You won't be shaken. When your why gets tested, you'll remember that that why is partnered with Christ and that's your calling. He's put you there. So you don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. He is with you. He's going to strengthen you. He will uphold you with your righteous right hand. You don't have to fear with the economy. You may have to shift and do things a little different and pivot, but he's with you. He's called you. He will not waste your gifts. He will not waste anything for you. It gives you so much shorty where people in the world fear if sales go down, if different things happen, you can partner with Christ. You can utilize your gifts. You can work with him. You can re-clock in with him multiple times and do this and recenter and have him direct your way. And that's why you have something that the non-believer doesn't have because you access and tap into the power of Christ. Remember the story of David where he was seeing Goliath and all the men, like the Israelites, they were out there, these armies, these great warriors, and every single one was afraid They were hearing Goliath insult the true and living God, and yet no one was really catching that piece. What did David do? David caught that piece. He wasn't going to let anyone blaspheme the name of the Lord. He's like, why is no one doing anything? And what is Saul going to do? Saul's going to do what for the person who defeats Goliath? Okay, so he hears this, right? And when everybody turns against him, his brother turned against him. His, like he had opposition from these other warriors. Even Saul, the great king was like, how are you going to do this? You know, like what did David do? He remembered God. He remembered the strength and the gifts he had given him as a shepherd, how when lions and bears and whatnot came and attacked those sheep, he fought them off and he slayed them and he slew the lion and he had victory and he was able to keep and protect those sheep. And God gave him that power. He said God was with him and he made him able. And the same God that made him able to defeat the lion is the same God who has given him the power to defeat Goliath in God's name. And he remembered the source of his strength and the source of his power. And sister, that is for you too. That story is in the word to remind you God is the source. And when you know that he is your source and you can go to him for that strength and you know he is the one that sustains you in your business, you don't have shaky ground. You have a solid rock. You have a solid rock. Yes, you have to yield sometimes and submit to his will and and recognize his ways aren't your ways. And he might have you shift and he might disrupt your day a little bit here and there, do something different you didn't expect. But that is the power of partnering with Christ and the faith walk and the trust that comes with it. But he is your source. So you want to know how to know if you're exactly where you're supposed to be? Girl, you pray and fast and you worship. You don't leave those things out. They are not reserved just for midlife crisis or extreme needs or, you know, specific things that are like outrageous, like, you know, illness or fill in the blank, whatever that looks like. It is not just for those things. You could go to him for the simple things in that way. It's intimacy. It's access to the heavenly God, your creator, your father in a way that is magnified outside of just a regular prayer, maybe. Okay. So it's powerful. It's different. And I want you to consider what this could look like for you. How could you live this out? How could you pray and fast? What does this look like for you? See, I didn't know what it looked like for me. I had no clue. I had honestly, in my 20 some years of being a Christian, I had never fasted before. I had always resisted the call to fast. I was selfish. I was like, I can't do that. Not eat for this long of time or give this up for that long of time. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. How many, what if I get sick? What if I get nauseous? What if I, blah, blah, blah. All the lies, all the excuses. If you have a health concern, okay, yield to that, right? Seek, up, seek the Lord. Maybe get creative on how you fast. But you can fast from anything, okay? So here I was like half halfway doing it. You know, if I haven't ever tried before, maybe it wasn't even that good. It, <laughs> honestly, I didn't do it in faith. Okay, so 
here comes this big time where I'm moving to planning this huge cross country move. And I knew that we needed so much clarity and direction and God in it. And so I learned, I learned how to do it. I didn't know. I started studying the word of God. I started asking people like, what does fasting really look like? And I, I'll actually, I had people say, I'll fast with you. You and I will do this together. And like, we'll walk through this, you know? So that's kind of who invited me. And like, I had a friend or two here or there who did it with me and we just kept it to ourselves. But we, and, and sometimes they even did it on their own without me, for me and my family, because they knew how impactful this was. And I felt like I wasn't alone. Right. So as I walked through my own experience and as I like worked through how the Lord was showing me to come before him this way. Um, you know, this past January, I wanted to lay my business before him. I needed direction. I wanted to know what he would have me to do. And honestly, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting that my home would be crumbling before my eyes, that everything solid and sure, like with my family and our health and like stability in our marriage and like all the things like my kids, you know, um, stress levels, all the things I wasn't expecting that to skyrocket and freaking crumble. Seriously, like nobody knew how bad it was. And we're, we're kind of starting to try to come out of this. Um, and the Lord has been so good, but I didn't know what God was going to do. Right. And it was some of, it was the hardest year of our whole life, hardest year of our marriage, of our, um, of our kids' lives. This move unpacked things and brought baggage with it. I was not expecting. I thought one thing, I didn't realize how it was literal hell on earth. <laughs> and I didn't get to talk to people about it. I didn't get to tell people, but I brought it to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what you're gonna do in my business. We are we need money. We need I need direction. I can't I you know, I need to know where you would have me. What am I what does my family need? All of these things, right? And I prayed and fasted to the Lord and He did wonders. He actually, he pulled me out of the business, out of a relaunch for a new company I partner with. Um, he taught me how to build this course. I don't know what the heck I was doing. He got me plugged into doing a podcast. I had resisted that call for years. Okay. And <laughs> just provided the means, like I did not foresee what he would bring. It wasn't immediate. It was through this course of this year. And my business is in a completely different place than it was before. And I'm not six figure earning. Like I, you know, in my mind I had protected, I wanted to be, but that's the thing. See right now I am building wealth, but I'm building true riches where your treasure is. Your heart will be right. My treasure is in the, God, the things God has put on my heart to do. And that is minister in my home, but also minister to other Christian sisters. So this is going to grow at God's pace and my faithfulness and my showing up to do the work, God's going to magnify it. And so he's going to build that and he's going to help me serve and he's going to bring this. And the more that I embrace and trust in him and the more that I continue on and seek him and pray and fast and reinvest in him and come and come together with him, I get surety and clarity of where I'm supposed to be. And you can too. You can too. You don't have to be on shaky ground. If you want to download my prayer and fasting guide, I put something together just because I didn't know where to start. And if you don't have someone to ask and you don't know what this looks like and it feels weird or silly to pray and fast over your business, start there. Start there. Download the guide. You can send me DMs. We could talk about it. I'll help answer questions for you the way that my girlfriends and the word of God answered questions for me. But don't not do it. Have that surety. Have that solid foundation. I had no idea what God was going to do, but he gave me the most passion and joy and a fire in my heart. 
And when I think about um, freedom and courage, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I know that. I know that. And as, the, as there's shifty ground and things shake and, and, you know, things in the economy are weird and all of it, right? He's so good. He still provides. And I know that I am secure and I'm in his will. And you can know that you are secure and in his will too. And I just want to say, start there. Start there. Get your, get your surety. Get that in place and connect with God in that intimate way. Okay, so I think we're going to close out this episode with this one last thought, and that is take that step of faith. Listen, if you're waiting for an exact roadmap or things to be laid out perfectly in front of you, that is not always the way that it looks. See, God says that right now we see through a glass dimly, but one day we're going to see through it clearly. And that has to do with even the everyday things of our lives. It's obviously, I'm not trying to twist scripture. He's going to give us biblical revelation and all the things one day, right? Especially like the full circle truth about who he is and what his purpose was and all of it. But as we see through this glass, we're also going to see why he had us where he did, why we were in these certain situations. What did he, what was he trying to teach us? How was he trying to grow us? What were we meant to learn? How was he sanctifying us? And how did he intend to use us to serve and to bless others in the kingdom? Okay. How did he want us to shine for him? All of these things we get to see one day. We may not understand it now. We may not even see or feel him working now, but he is. And one day we're going to know. So it's our job to walk in faith. It's our job to partner with him and to come to him and connect with him and to do the scary thing. It's knowing that, behold, he is with you wherever you go, right? Wherever you go. And when you commit to include him in it, you invite him into a part that gives him the power in your life, okay? It gives him permission to shine even brighter and you get to experience the richness of that relationship because sure you could do it on your own you could walk this out and you could try in your own strength but you would not be experiencing the richness and blessings that come with partnering with christ so you have to take a step of faith you have to walk in the power of the holy spirit and the only way to do that is not just to think about it not just to say i'm going to do it it's actually to experience the transformation it's being willing to commit each day to habits, daily habits that invite him in. So part of the, unless he built a course is laying that solid foundation. It is helping you to establish the patterns of your life that give you power. It sets you apart as a believer and it gives you the edge and the advantage over your competition of the world, which really is no competition when you're a partner with the most high God, right? We saw it happen with David and we know what's going to happen with you. So listen, have that faith walk, take that leap, take that what you might consider risk and do the scary thing. Cause what's the worst that can happen? You fail. You don't fail. There is no failing. There's always purpose through your pain. And there's always a lesson that God's teaching us in the process. So when we walk through something and what we look like could be a mistake, right? We want to be wise in our decisions. We want to weigh things out. But if we do something and it doesn't happen to turn out the way we thought it would, that's our, that's our, um, you know, seeing through the glass dimly, but through it, what lessons are we learning? And what can you teach other Christian sisters along the way? How can you take your experience and what you learned and use it to help someone else to not experience that, to avoid the mistake, to, to have time saved, right? What can you do to help other believers? That's where your power comes in because there is so much that God is doing in your life, even through what you might think are not um, victories, they are always victories when you're partnered with Christ. That faith step, that's your walk on water moment. That's where your eyes are in him. And regardless of the storm around you, regardless of the waves, regardless of the marketplace, the competition, the economy, the this, the that, 
whatever, the regardless of any of those challenges, the needs that you have met to actually accomplish this goal, your eyes are on God. Your eyes are on Christ. You're taking this step of faith out on the water and you're standing and walking on it because your eyes are on him. It's when you take your eyes off of him that the waves rise and the winds blow and you get scared. The fear comes in, right? The fear comes in and you're looking around. You're like, oh my gosh, how is this even possible? How am I even walking on this water? And before you know it, you're sinking because you lost your faith. You took your eyes off God, right? Commit to refocus, commit to take that step of faith, commit to put your eyes on Christ and walk with him and you'll experience the power that you have that gets magnified when you purpose with Christ each day. As always, thank you for tuning into our podcast. Thank you for taking the time to sit with me today to listen to all the things I'm sharing and have this conversation. I hope that this has got the wheels turning in your head, but not just there, the wheels in your heart, that your heart is being drawn and led to him for this purposeful connection and partnership with your creator that allows you the freedom to have life breathe back into you and your biz. The confidence that you need is right around the corner, sister. It's waiting for you when you are able to give God the glory and he only gets it when you invite him in. So I thank you for considering what this could look like for your life. I thank you for considering the Unless He Builds It course, this biblical foundation that'll teach you the exact strategy and mindset and daily habits to do partnered alongside of not just biblical, but business strategy. This is where your power lies, sister, in connecting and partnering with Christ. And when you begin to see this transformation, your eyes open up, your passion spikes, your power and confidence rises and this inner um, this inner beauty just blossoms within in even bigger ways. So let your light shine, sister. Connect with your creator today. And if you have been touched and impacted by this podcast, I invite you to share this with other women who need to hear it too. I'm so excited for us to continue this conversation in our next podcast episode as we dive into even more biblically-based foundational tools for your personal life and your business. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.